Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything. Uh, and Pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, well, Wow, he's, he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work-life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapy's helped me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. Hello, Stephen Asma. Hello, Paul Giamatti. Yes, indeed. Guess where we are right now. Guess where the two of us are. We are in the chinwag. We're in the chinwag we zone. It. We're in it. We're inhabiting it. You you just arrived into the chinwag from Scotland. How oh, was your yes, trip I did. to Scotland? I, was, I went to Scotland. I went. I took a little jaunt to uh, jolly old Scotland. Is that what we call it? Merry yeah, old England. For but, the haggis? No, Scotland, yes. I, went for, I had some haggis. I had some haggis, which I'm here to tell you is tasty. It's a tasty delicious. treat. It's really delicious. And it's uh, not what you think it's going to be. I mean, you hear about it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be... What is this going to look like? And it's kind of a sausage. It looks like yeah. a Jimmy Dean sausage just sliced up and <laughs> Jimmy kind of fried. Dean. It. You remember Jimmy Dean sausage? I mean, it doesn't look like any, and it's tasty. 
It's, it's tasty. Spicy and tasty. Best I really not to think it. about it too much, though, right? Just eat best it. Best not to, but honestly, best not to think about what's in a hot dog, Steve. That's true. Best not That's to, true. to think about what's in your Frank at the ballpark. I mean, you know what I mean? Best not to think yeah, about true. what's in most things we're eating. <laughs> you know what I mean? But were, I mean, were you like, uh, were you enjoying the other fine things that uh, Scotland can, the whole uh, can place. give you? The- is out of sight. I've, I've 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 had a lifelong thing about Scotland. I think I talked to you too about how I yeah, talked I to an astrocartographer once who said to me, which is was a was a zodiac was a an astro- astrological reading I had, and oh, this guy yeah. does a thing where he lays things over a map, and he says Scotland's a very important place to you. That's really interesting. Yeah, for some reason. So I've you're drawn draw. to it. I think so. And it, it's part of your possible prehistory of some kind, maybe. It is part of my possible prehistory. Let me let me go so far as to say that I learned that in my genealogy, I am evidently directly descended from Malcolm the Third, King Malcolm the Third. King known Malcolm as, the Third. Known as King Malcolm the Third, the big head. That's what he was called, the big head. Are you making the big, this up? Meaning, I think, like the big cheese is what they meant, but he was okay, called Malcolm sure. III, the big head. I'm, I'm serious. Apparently, I'm a direct descendant. How the fuck people know this? But apparently, I am. Direct descendant of Malcolm III, who is, by the way, the Malcolm who's in the Shakespeare play Macbeth. No way, there's, really? There's a Mal- it's the Malcolm in the Famous end of that Scottish play, play. Make King. And um, evidently- my ancestor, Malcolm the third, <laughs> big head, the head cheese. He uh he um he himself, in historical fact, may have with his own hand killed King Macbeth. Holy shit. And, and dispatched Macbeth. But evidently, we, we don't need to get into this now, but in Shakespeare, he he's the actual historical Macbeth was apparently a good king. That he wasn't such a bad guy. Oh, is that right? Supposedly. So Malcolm's the bad guy. Well, and uh, sins of the father. That's blood's on you too, <laughs> really? buddy. It, it, oh yeah, you're fucked. You really? are. Fucked. Oh shit! I better look out. I <laughs> better done. make up for his. Well, what maybe? But 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 uh, I don't know. Evidently, he was a. But apparently, Malcolm III was a really. I mean, they oh, called him the big. He was head. a man. So yeah, he, <laughs> he was. was I mean, man. he was known as the big head. So he must have been. Uh, Anyway, Steve, I just thought I'd regale you with that fact. <laughs> You're ripped, aren't you? Do, you? do you have like a family crest now of Malcolm's big head or something? I should, you know what? Maybe I should get one made up. I actually, the thing I didn't do over there, and and my girlfriend was very disappointed in me, was I didn't get a kilt. And I've wanted oh, a kilt dude. my whole life. Yeah. And and we went to a like the high-end kilt place. And I got, you know, that thing happens. You go in this place, I got intimidated. I was like, I'm too, I'm too afraid to talk to these people about this. It's like wine. It's there's yes. like a level up there that you don't even know about. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, you That's know exactly about right. For the most no, people no, no, I don't know much about the tartan <laughs> thing. And I, I mean, I think I have. I mean, it is a whole system, and they create new tartans. Oh. You know, there's, there's this place we went to is a place where they will make a new tartan, which is like having your coat of arms made. I think oh, it's like, like it's you really have like official. you take it's a certain stripe like this and a certain background color with this color highlighted and this line and these lines are a certain cool. distance apart and all that shit you make an actual so but i didn't have the balls to get, to get it killed because <laughs> i was on. like i'm too fucking embarrassed to talk to these people i'm gonna look like a jackass and also it's like it's a whole thing and i suddenly realized i'm going in there and i'm not being ironic or jokey about it i really like one but i don't yeah. really i felt a little bit like 
come on, man, this is a real serious thing. These well, you guys could do. Wear it, it is like the house, wine. It is like me going yeah. in and going like, you got like a nice screw top thing. I can have just yeah, a little. Is I hear it what you're saying. Yeah, it's a serious part of the culture, and here you you don't want to come in like sort of like downgrading it with like exactly. a jokey thing or whatever. Yeah, I hear yes. you. I hear you. So I didn't. I didn't ultimately get. Well, when you go back. When I go back, I, go maybe back. I'll have the balls to step up and get yeah. a kilt. Maybe I'll finally have the balls to step up and get a kilt. Oh, God, Steve. I had no idea I was going to be talking about all of those very deeply revealing facts. Well, about it's my, the chin wag, man. It it's sure is, wag. man. Things just pop out of us. Uh, welcome, everybody, to this chin wag. Um, we have a crazy uh, episode yeah, good for one. you today. We are hosting a true legend and a icon of motion pictures. He is. Uh, this gentleman is a multi-hyphenate, I believe is the term. <laughs> multi-hyphenate. Right? A multi-hyphenate. <laughs> He's an actor, voice artist, best-selling author, writer, director, producer. The man does it all. And speaking of Scotland, here's a Scottish name for you. Mr. Bruce Campbell. Uh, the one and only Bruce Campbell. Amazing that was a guy. Accent. Really just fun. Did. It was really I don't bad. know. I, is, I bought it. And it was, did you? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just alienated I have low standards, though. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty low standards. And I just think we lost Scotland. We just lost Scotland from the chinwag. Uh, but Bruce Campbell, the great Bruce Campbell, is here today. But before we get to that, this is terribly exciting, Steve. We are coming for you, San Francisco. Yeah, we're going to be taping a live chinwag at San Francisco Sketchfest on January 27th at 1 p.m., at Marines Memorial Theater. Tickets are on sale right now, so go to sfsketchfest.com. That's sfsketchfest.com for tickets to see us live on January 27th at 1 p.m. in San Francisco. It's going to be bananas. Bananas! We'll be talking about all kinds of crazy shit, and we'd love to see you there and take all your crazy batshit questions. <laughs> Come out in force, chinwaggers! <laughs> Moving on to important business... We are big fans of this next guest. I am a huge fan of his. He, his films are so, so crazy. I was thinking the other day, like Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, all those movies, they kind of came out. I was in high school, college, oh. drama school. It was like these kind of, they fell at these three kind of significant yes. periods of my life. That's interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Bruce is like, always there for you, man. He's Bruce, just there. <laughs> Through all the life changes. Well, seriously, though. <laughs> yeah. But I just was like, God bless these things. God bless these movies. I want to be in one of these movies. I never have, I've never had the good fortune. Yeah. Have you guys is, worked together on, no, on a we film? Never, uh, no. Well, yes. We, we were in the same program. Uh, I, I produced a, a, a program with my colleague, Dan Carey, who is a producer on this, called Lodge 49. And he was in oh, that show. so good. We went to oh, him and said, please, that. will That's you right. do this? And he said, yes. And he's fantastic. Such a good series. And he's great. So, but I didn't get to act with him. I didn't get to act with him, which I would imagine would just be electric. Yeah, that would be great. You know what I mean? Be really exciting. That would be great. He is perhaps best known for playing the iconic role of Ash Williams in Sam Raimi's hit horror franchise, The Evil Dead. He is also a prolific author who wrote back-to-back -back New York Times bestsellers, a memoir entitled If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor, and his first novel, Great title. Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. <laughs> uh, but today we've got him here. We're asking him the hard-hitting questions today. We're going all over the map with him. We today. get into some Sasquatch. There he lives in Sasquatch country. We got into some Sasquatch, some UFO stuff. He lives in Sasquatch country. He lives in UFO country, kind of, too. Yes, true. Um, he will talk to us about 
ghosts. He will talk to us about a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff about the biz too. About he, yes, his a lot of stuff about filmmaking. Yeah. He's a raconteur par excellence. He is indeed. If I may say that. Yes, <laughs> uh, he is an amazing man. I super honored to have him. Please welcome the Chin himself. Very fitting for Chinwag, <laughs> Mr. Bruce Campbell. Stephen, I have an alarming bit of trivia for you. This is really, this is, yeah, this is kind of gross. So buckle up. Okay. <laughs> this is this alarmed me. Did you know that traditional bedsheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat, Steve? Come on, that's disturbing. That's disturbing, isn't it? You can get the acne, it can get you the stuffy nose, it can bump up the allergies. It's awful. That's gross. It's gross. I had no idea. Well, Steve, Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. I'm telling you, I, I got these sheets. I wake up and I feel a little bit clearer. I feel cleaner already, Steve. I feel clean as a whistle. It's it's not a joke. And that's good. They make the perfect holiday gift. All your friends and family can sleep clean with Miracle. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo chinwag at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't a 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag and use the code chinwag to claim your free three-piece towel set, Steve, and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash chinwag to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Hello, Bruce. Hi, gang. Hello, sir. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you, Bruce. I you know, I was in the neighborhood. I was doing recycling, and I thought, just stop in the office and talk to the guys. Come <laughs> That's on. That's nice. Give the kids a thrill. Yeah. You've got a kind of Wolfman Jack shirt on. You've got a kind of awesome. Yeah, that's badass. It's a fake pot shirt. It's uh, In some countries, I would get arrested. Like in Taiwan, they go, oh, that's too suggestive. Yeah, you'd be screwed in Singapore. Is that what the is that what the pattern is? <laughs> in Ashland, Oregon, I'm invisible. No, uh, uh. it's uh, no, it's not a pot plant. It's just an exotic <laughs> plant. I got you. Very good. Uh -huh. I learned something. I was in Hawaii a few years ago, and I got myself some Hawaiian shirts because I I entered that phase of my life, and I was kind of like, I'm gonna get some Hawaiian shirts. May I give you a suggestion about Please. Hawaiian shirts? Yes. Well, sir. I know for a fact, having worn those. Seven seasons of Hawaiian shirts on burn notice. I, incidentally, I wore Hawaiian shirts before burn notice. Uh -huh. goes, hey, I was going to ask you. Oh, oh, look, you're wearing those shirts just like your character. I'm like, shut <laughs> right. your face. I wore them before. Here's the trick. Yeah. Tommy Bahama. This is not a Tommy Bahama because it's a it's a polo style. Um, it's classy. The Hawaiian shirt that's worth a damn, the pattern must go across the button undisturbed. Ah, the, oh. the leafy frond can't go yoink, up here and <laughs> uh -huh. continue. Uh -huh. It has to go. Uh, oh, wow. So the whole same pattern. with the pocket. <laughs> same oh. with the pocket. I never and that's saw why that. they're a buck and a quarter each. 
Okay. <laughs> and but they have a nice drape. They have a nice drape. The interesting thing with Hawaiian shirts, I want to say that I didn't realize when I went to get these things is that there are like classic patterns that are, are like, that go back like generations and stuff. Because I got one that's called the Tony Curtis. And it's, oh, and for some wow. reason, it was one, yeah, it was one that Tony Curtis popularized had a lot of pineapples on it. And, uh, and somebody was like, I was said, I'm looking for them with just pineapples or something. And the guy said, well, you, you want the Tony Curtis. Yeah, need this the is Tony from, Curtis this right is over Tony, here. But, I, but I'm interested in something that you have, that you have a fake weed shirt on, um, which just begs the question for me that I heard somewhere that the first time you acted on film, or was it the first time in your life that you smoked marijuana and acted on film? I, I mean... I'm going right to the hard-hitting uh, questions, Bruce. <laughs> this is for the first Evil Dead. So we're in 1979. Is that 1979? Um, wow. Is that how long ago that was? When it was filmed. It took three years to finish. So it didn't okay. really come out till 82, 83. That's okay. what everyone forgets. They go, okay, 1983 is the 40-year reunion. I'm like, no, you son of a bitch. It was 1979. <laughs> it took, so the movie was actually made in the 70s. So yeah, okay. we uh, went down to Tennessee, and we knew that we knew that the crackers smoke reefer. It's just the way it is. They don't, it's none of it's legal. They'll uh -huh. string you up by your thumbs, but they smoke it like it's going out of style. So we told these local guys, we went a couple things. We went, okay, we need moonshine. Oh, because uh -huh. we, we know you have it. Got ahead. And we got to get it because we've heard a lot about it, never had yep. it. And you got to get us some reefer. Uh huh. And then the local guy was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Boy, that didn't wait, take long. Who was this local guy? Was, it like the, was he the caterer? Who was this local guy? Was he just his a... name was Gary Holt. Uh, okay. And he usually started his sentences this way. Now, here's the deal that worked out. <laughs> he, Gary knew everybody in town, in, in, in Morristown, Tennessee. Uh-huh. And so Gary could work anything out. And so we said, Gary, go, go get this stuff. He goes, all right, all right. And so we learned about uh, moonshine. You get it, and you pour a little into the, the it's, a, it's, in a, it's in a mason jar. Yeah. Pour it in a lid, and you light it on fire. Really? And if it's a soft blue flame, no problem. Is that right? <laughs> if, if, yeah, if it's an really? orange flame, uh, run for the hills, because it's probably been distilled in a car radiator. Right, okay. No shit. Antifreeze or gas. You can also shake it up. You shake it, and it's, if tiny bubbles go to the surface, that's good. Tiny bubbles, no troubles. Uh -huh. How? What did it taste like? How? What was the taste? Uh, like a real grainy thing. Yeah. You didn't get drunk. You yelled loud. <laughs> that was you just it. Yelling. You, you you got crazy. You, just, you didn't feel uh, traditional uh, drunk, but you wanted to shoot guns at things. Yeah, sure. So we shot. We had a shotgun, you know, in the back of the cabin, and we would drink moonshine. And blow the shit out of stuff. And after the second time we drank it, we went, guys, we have to make a movie. And this is not working. We're 21. And this is bad. So That's we hilarious. used it to energize the fire before a shot in the uh -huh. movie. Oh. We threw it cool. right in the fire. And it would oh, roar oh, up. Excellent. And then oh, we filmed it. It looked okay. beautiful. Yeah. Oh. So anytime that you see the movie and that, that fireplace is really cooking. That's courtesy of Moonshine. <laughs> it's Moonshine. <laughs> the reefer finally shows up. And... It's 79. It wasn't that far away from Easy Rider. We had oh. heard Jack Nicholson won oh, an yeah. Academy nominated for an Academy Award <laughs> smoking <Sure>. 47 <laughs> fucking doobies during the sure. We went, sure. well, it's kids sitting around yeah. listening to this scary recording and they 
pass the joint around as per the script. Uh huh. So, you know, we get it. I was 21. I had never smoked before. And I thought, okay, oh, on nice. camera. Yep. We're going to make film history here. Cameras buddy. are rolling. Cameras are rolling. Oh, yeah. Pass it around. Bing, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> and, you know, they say the first time you don't really get stoned. We were just yeah. talking about that. We were just this. talking we were about just that. Yeah. Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, so I'm sitting there about halfway through. Finally, uh, uh, things go into six-track stereo. Now, I know that's more of a psychedelic application, but early weed uh -huh. experiences for me were like the, the sound? sound got. Oh, really? The sound yeah. went crazy. It became six-track. The crew was talking, and I was trying desperately to find the difference between Sam Raimi's voice and everybody else's voice. Because he was telling me shit to do for the shot. And I was like, He was talking <laughs> off camera to you? In the same room. Oh, and it's, right. it's not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. This is not a big room. It's like six crew members, guys yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. walking around. And But it became gobbledygook, and I was going, I must discern only Sam Raimi's voice from the noise. And in the early weed days, there were time jump cuts. Like, so I'd be trying to listen to what Sam was saying, and then I'd be focused on the Sony tape recorder. <laughs> and I'd go, I didn't finish the previous subject. And then the another, yes. another two minutes time would go jump. past. Yes. So totally. now we attempt to act. <laughs> and the next time jump cut, uh, I'm taking a leak off the front porch of the cabin. <laughs> And all the crew had gathered <laughs> off to the side, and all oh, these damn. men were going, Sam, um, you know, that was a great idea, great idea. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't think there's anything useful here. I mean, do you really think there's anything useful here? <laughs> <laughs> so those, those of us who were stoned were like, no, we can power through it. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> and that was, and that was, so nothing, none of that's in the movie. None of that made it. No, there's the one that's about a four second clip. Of me like readjusting how I'm slying because I, I started to just slump over chronically in the course. And then Sam pulled one final trick. Now we're deeper into the shoot. Yeah. Uh, marijuana was still affecting me uh, quite dramatically. So I had a big day of shooting, Ash running around the cabin, crazy shit happening. Great, Bruce, and you're a rat. Great. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby, you know, watch him shoot a little bit. Hey, <laughs> absolutely, filmmaker. Yeah, Woo! man, no strings on me. Yeah. Sam turns on me, Bruce. Oh. oh, god. We we never understood what uh, your character felt at this oh, point in the movie. Oh, you go out to chop wood, uh. and you're so distraught after a couple of chops. The wood falls off the stump and you don't even care anymore. You're chopping and chopping out of frustration. You finally in agony throw the axe through the window and collapse in tears onto the stump. I was like, <laughs> That's a big scene. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Okay. And he wanted fucking he's serious. See, he, yeah. there wasn't a smile. Yeah, no, this is on vital. Yeah, crucial. We, we forget that Sam is also an actor and this was uh -huh. his best performance ever. Right. Gets me out there, axe in hand. It's like 40 degrees. I'm going, shivering at this point. He goes, all right, now, you don't stand by the stump. You got to come into the stump. Where do you think he'd start? Around the corner? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So he's insulting me at the same time. 
the camera guys are now getting into it. So the uh -huh. camera guy, Tim Fowler, would go. Are they there? Are they filming I, you? Yeah, they're filming. Yeah, yeah. You. Oh, they filmed okay. it. Yeah, okay. they had to film it. Yeah, okay. And action, and then I'd go, and then Tim would go. Oh, cut! Wait, cut! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so it was. They did a series over of non starts that was really bad for my performance. Were they just fucking with you? Let's fuck with Bruce for like gotcha. half an hour. Gotcha. And so I gave, and the footage I saw the footage once. Uh, massively melodramatic, but I gotta say, you know, there was a part of there me was that something kind of, there. That's I, kind of brought, pretty good. I, I brought a little something to the party. And That's the scary thing. I think I don't have the balls to do it. I think mostly because my worry is I'll go, Hey, I was pretty good. The, the level of paranoia that I think would kick in if I got high on a film set, which is already, I mean, the paranoia of like everybody's no. looking at me. And then you know, a film yeah. set, and you're like, no, yeah, no, everybody's it, fucking yeah. looking at you, motherfucker. <laughs> you got the, a hammer in your, your face. Problem is you, no, you have to do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You lean into it. And you go, everybody's looking at me. That's great. I'm not high. <laughs> you're all high. Yeah, you're, you're all, all high. high. It's not me. You're high. <laughs> your I've face. worked with some guys who are legendary kind of daily stoners, great actors, and yeah. and they have reached this level of that stone face thing where they can just kind of do this. Oh, well, supposedly, they, with we're just a little easy, flick of the eyes. And yeah, stuff when, like you that. know, we're just, Jack Nicholson was doing like your five easy pieces type yeah. thing. They were they have these discussions. Hey. Before the scene, do you think Jack should smoke hash or pot? Depending <laughs> <laughs> on like the emotion they had, it wasn't about whether he should oh, smoke God. <laughs> Like, uh, what should he do in yeah. advance? Which one should he mix them? Maybe we'll do a little mixing. Yeah. No, I gotta. <laughs> I did it once when I was on. I when I was acting on stage once, I was acting with a yeah. guy who regularly. He was one of these guys who was just like. I just get I just get high and I can't do it if I'm not high. Yeah, that's and right. And so he kept yeah. encouraging me because in the second half of this play, I didn't have any lines. I had done I went brain off for the second half of the play, but I had to stand around the background with a spear. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give this a try. So I give it a try and I go out there and it was completely terrifying. First of all, I just it's a sea of these faces, but then everybody's uh -huh. doing this. Everybody at the same time as everybody looks in the same direction at the same time, and everybody <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs at the same time. Then everybody turns back and and I was like, holy fucking shit, what the hell is going on? It was terrifying. I've never done it again. I, I couldn't well, I ever got news do it for again. It. Going to conventions, all bets are off. <laughs> really? Uh, all bets are off. Really? Because, everybody's plowed. You know what? There's nothing better than a QA. When you've just burned one in the alley. <laughs> a Q and a, the bigger the audience, the better. <laughs> really? I'm, giving, I'm giving out money. I'm insulting children. There's just, uh, it really I is. That's when, that the, that's sounds, when the fun begins. That sounds, that makes the, sense to me. And the I audience think maybe is like, I, I thought he to... was going to be cool, man. Look at this guy. <laughs> because I already know what the questions are. I've heard them all a hundred yeah, times. Right. So now the right. challenge is how do you answer it in a completely different way? Yeah. You know? So they they ask me, how do you memorize your lines? And I say, <laughs> fish. <laughs> and then they wait. <laughs> I do it for my own amusement now. It's sure. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I want to know about the Bigfoot connection because apparently you live nearby where the Forest Service might have been setting a yeah. trap or something. Okay. I, I live in <laughs> Southern Oregon. Okay. First place I had out there was out in the boonies. I was surrounded by federal land and I, I felt like a land baron because uh, there's a lot of government land there. Yeah. Oh. So my view was the Siskiyou Mountains at night. It was Lord of the Rings. There was no lights yeah. on the mountain because wow. there's no permanent homes. The only lights you see are moving. Those are cars like drug runners coming from California <laughs> over the mountain and they're threading their way down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so that supposedly allegedly is the, you know, the Bigfoot territory, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Forested areas. It's a big, yeah. There's a little Applegate Lake, which is right straddles the border of Southern Oregon and California. And right oh, okay. next to Applegate Lake is the Collings Mountain Trail. Very uh -huh. lovely, picturesque. And as you walk around, you go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> big old, big trees, big pines. And, you know, uh -huh. it, very nice. They had, they only cut them about a hundred years ago. So they're still <laughs> coming back pretty big. Nice. Wow. Uh, and it looks Bigfooty. And the locals had said Bigfoot trap, Bigfoot trap. And I finally <laughs> was like, okay, stop, <laughs> stop at this. Uh, and I started, I got to know guys over the years. Because I had federal land around me, I dealt with these guys occasionally, yeah. some administrators. So some guy from the Forest Service I met, and I go, all right, do me a favor, <laughs> will you? What's with this Bigfoot thing? Did you guys, <laughs> did you build the trap? Did you build the trap? He goes, yeah, we built the trap. Really? I go, wow, really? When? He goes, it was in the 70s. They thought, uh -huh. they, could, uh, thought they could get them by developing almost an elevator system where they had a cage. Uh -huh. And um, he would presumably step into the cage going, oh, oh, my favorite fruit. <laughs> cage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cage, fruit. Or yeah, they just, what were they leaving? Were they leaving food in there for That's what I'm thinking. What they forest had to put service volunteers are going to go, here's your apples and bananas. See if that works today. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work. Try a pumpkin today. You know? <laughs> totally. I didn't catch Bigfoot. So I, I go, okay. What happened to it? And he goes, well, they didn't do anything with it. It's still there. I go, it's Sitting still there. there. Oh, man. <laughs> he goes, yeah, cool. it's off of Collings Mountain Trail. So I went, all right, come on. Choke, 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 choke. We went, it was only about 45 minutes from my house when I lived out there. All right, let's go. Sure enough, up on the side of the hill, I start to see some crude infrastructure, like a, like an old play set or old, old play thing. So we went up there a little bit. And sure enough, it was a big-ass cage. It's about 10 feet tall, this cage. Yeah, With a wooden Fantastic. platform and a completely rusted-out spring system. So the idea would be, oh, <laughs> I will connect to the cage. He comes into the cage. The weight oh, shuts the oh, door. Okay. It, it, the, drops? The downward mechanism sure. shuts the, <laughs> shuts the yeah, door. Yeah, right. That's how you, can, how you keep it lubed and operated and tested. And I don't know. And that's it? <laughs> that's it. 
It yeah. doesn't then like get pulled up in the air or something like that. When the scientists get there, Paul, that's when hey, they pull it up in the air, man. You're lucky to catch the son of a bitch, man. <laughs> Do Don't you remember, be messing like, with him. I loved all the like shark proof tank shit. You remember the like the shark proof cage? Yeah, no, they had it's, the shark proof cage. It's a shark proof cage. Yeah, just like to in the seventies, it was like shark proof, and you were just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And you'd see like, I remember there was this great documentary called Blue Water White Death where the fucking like <laughs> shark did you remember Blue Water White Death it was this great <laughs> red documentary bubbles. yeah and it was just like they just shoved their head right through the thing it was an absurd idea was it made out of wood was it made out of steel was no it, it was like of- a fencing it was fencing <laughs> and uh, you know aluminum pipes they made oh a cage God. what's the culture there now like there's just a bunch of crumbled up beer cans I mean guys right. would party there now uh-huh. But what about like it is you are still like in Bigfoot country. Like, what are your views? Do you think Sasquatch is real or the whole thing is just black bears or something? Do you know people who've seen Sasquatch? All right. Is that a bar? <laughs> and and this is where a story immediately loses credibility when you start with that. <laughs> yeah, I was at a bar. <laughs> I was at a bar in uh, and it was in Santa Cruz, California. Uh oh, that's an even more credibility. Wait, no, that's going a double Wendy, because now <laughs> the guy's drunk and stoned. And stoned or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm I was mostly minding my own beeswax. Hey, where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, Oregon. Oh, me too. Yeah. You know that Bigfoot stuff? I go, yeah. Well, it's real. I go, oh, oh, is that a fact? Now, tell me how real it is. He goes, well, you know Mount Ashland, don't you? So the first thing he mentioned was familiar to me. And so I went, okay, he's starting to, he's starting yeah. to point out geography. Yeah, Mount he's Ashland got a specific. A, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty uh, high point in the Siskiyous. And he was partying with some friends out uh, by the ski resort up there, by uh, Ashland Ski Resort. <laughs> and he mentioned one other road with a pull-off and that it had a dead end at the end of it, and they were partying. So it was two little hints of a geographical location that I, I went, he resort, dead end Specific. road, Mount yeah. Ashland. I went, yeah. you're halfway there. <laughs> Maybe he's not completely stoned. So anyway, he was, he was partying. They were in the vehicle, and they, they heard the rustling, and they... They felt, he felt that they were harassed by Bigfoot uh-huh. because he basically came up and kind of did like the big, like thumpity thump on the front of the, <laughs> the car, like get the fuck out of here and like was shaking <laughs> right. it and shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then like crawled over the top of it and uh-huh. like ran, ran away, like fuck you, like jumping uh-huh. on it and shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now. Did he smell anything? He didn't talk about a smell because there's a oh, smell. Oh, not yet. The musky scent. Yeah, the oh, musky oh, scent. The skunk I can ape. smell it coming for yards. You <laughs> the know? skunk ape. Yeah. yeah, of course. All the all the ghost hunters will tell you all that. You know, yes. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. It was. I think it happened too quickly and too suddenly. I did not have a car to verify the damage to the car. Uh huh. So I could have been just a crock of shit, but. Uh, he didn't really have to launch into a Bigfoot story either. He could have just yeah. gone, hey, hey, we're from Oregon. Cool. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Uh, so whenever I hear that, I kind of go. And when he was telling the story, there was a slightly different attitude in his voice. Uh-huh. It wasn't as jokey. He sounded genuinely like he was freaked out I, by it. I would. I'll put it to this way, Paul. I would have yeah. printed the take. Uh, oh. You would have printed the take. I would have printed the take. Oh, interesting. I like that. Yeah, that's I would a good have gone, way of, You know what? That's good. We can move on. Let's you're move not, on. Yeah, I believed that. I totally uh, believe that. Yeah. I like that. That's very interesting. Now, I did see a UFO. Okay. See, now this is where I was going to... Do you, do you, before, do you generally 
believe this kind of thing at all? Do you, are you skeptical? Paranormal are stuff. Are you like or... paranormal stuff? Uh, I think the senses, um, the senses definitely, um, I'm a little bit that you see what you believe as much as you believe what you see. I think you kind of make your own reality. And I actually yeah. feel that each of us is in our own very specific reality. That's uh -huh. completely different from all the other realities that can intersect. Yeah, uh -huh. but it's your reality constantly shape shifting as your perceptions change of your reality. And I can give you one specific example of that yeah. if we get there. Yeah, uh, there was an LA traffic jam scenario. Go for but, it. Uh, no, yeah, this I is a kind, this is actually a kind of <laughs> thing right, that Steve and, and I will get back to the UFO. Steve and I, I know, but Steve and I talk about a lot of this kind of shit. Yeah. Like the whose reality is real, what is what's imaginary, what isn't. So, so here's and this is not necessarily a Pollyanna story of Kumbaya, everyone. But basically, yeah. I had a meeting at my agency uh, in Los Angeles at probably 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I had a flight to catch at, I don't know, 4.30. It was all wrong. I had, to, I had a car, uh, uh, a rental car to return. And we, okay, we had a good meeting, but it ran long. <laughs> we didn't care because it was a good meeting. Sure, you know, exactly. bullshit, sure, bullshit, sure. bullshit, sure, sure. bullshit. <laughs> Get in my car. Soon as I turn onto the street like La Cienega, I'm fucked. I'm cosmically fucked. It's, yeah. You've never seen more traffic in your life. Oh, shit. Uh, mentally, I'm surrounded by idiots and LA drivers. <laughs> I'll never get there. These yeah. fucking morons will never let me get there. Uh, I got to return a car. I got to mm -hmm. check the, the yep. whole thing. Yep. Not a chance. So then I went, well, look, it's too easy to be the pissed off guy because that's everybody here right now. Yeah. Everyone's kind of pissed yeah. off at this whole situation. I said to myself, what if everyone on this freeway was exactly where they needed to be right now? Uh -huh. There's no mistakes. Uh -huh. Mr. Truck Driver's right there, right where he needs to be. You know, uh -huh. guy breaking down over here, everything, the asshole cutting in. They're all here. They're all exactly Perfect. where they need to be. Yeah. And not a single individual is out of place uh -huh. or out of control or out of the same mindset. What if we were of exactly the same mindset? What, what if that was the reality? Yeah. That you're all participating in this and it's, and this it's, is all it's a together. Ballet, this is all, all kind of playing. participating. This is a fantastic mosaic. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't try and explain it. This is don't, don't fight it. Don't fight uh -huh. it. Cause, cause it was all about fighting. I had nothing but fight ahead of me uh -huh. yes of course so i'm like what if it's a flow not a fight and so within no discernible amount of time the traffic never stopped it was slow uh-huh never ever ever once stopped all the flows all the ins and uh -huh. outs uh took the exit to the uh to the rental car pulled in dropped the thing as the shuttle's pulling in get in the thing go there get to the airport sure. through security to the gate as the last ticket thing is going in, <laughs> oh, door closes, in sitting. Yeah. And I went, <laughs> yes. Fantastic. I went, fuck this, man. Yeah. Amazing. So what? Be what? Because I went. What and, is and that? It was, it was incredibly powerful because I went, I think that's reality. Wow. I think I got a glimpse of reality because I tuned into it. It's always there, but I dialed my dial into a thing. And once you're in, there is no other. Right. You're not getting out of it. Once you're in that dial and that mode, there you have to consciously get out of it. Uh-huh. Once I sat on the plane, yeah. I was back, I was right. back. You choose into, to fuck it up. 
you choose to sort of like I step think out so, of because it. you doubt, you worry, you challenge, you pout, which get the same thing. Do you do? But would you say that that can happen in 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 like when you're acting and shit, right? I mean, when you're the doing flow, a movie, flow you and I, I believe like that, right? You and I tolerate the drudgery and the tedious nature of filmmaking for the spiritual nature that yeah. you get between action and cut. Yes. That's true. That is that is Nirvana, and you've had it, and I've had it. You have yes. moments where you go, everything worked, everything works. Yeah. But here, yeah. I gotta I gotta argue yeah. with you guys on this because the the Buddhist view, you can change with your all mind. The worship, no, the travel, you can, everything for the. I gotta, oh, I gotta, wait a second. I gotta, now, I gotta Steve's a philosophy you can change, professor. You so can change gonna... your mind, and you can adjust your mood. That's totally the Buddhist thing, so that like you don't end up suffering while you're sitting in traffic. I totally agree with that, but I don't think you can get your mind so flow state that no, you're arranging incorrect. the universe. No. So no, that it traffic wasn't real, goes faster. No, no, it, it was not. I didn't change anything. I right. saw what was. Uh huh. You're you're I didn't kind change of like anything. I, I, perception I, I, changed into what it was. I think I'm with. I get what you're I'm saying. I'm not trying entirely. to move buildings or cars. Nothing changed. <laughs> it, it was the it was a realignment of what always was. So you weren't influencing it. This is what was going to happen, and you just let it happen. Whereas you were fighting it before, you're saying. I was fighting every inch uh -huh. of it before. And when I let it happen, I, I I almost didn't touch the steering wheel. I mean, it was one of those I get it. I, okay, so you guys run your own on that one. No, I get it. I, I'm I out of that one. I mean, I, I think I know what you mean. And I think in some ways, because of what you just said about the acting thing, it's a, you recognize something that feels similar in some ways, I think. Steven, if you ever experience it, you'll never go back and you'll realize that <laughs> the senses are, are a limited perception of the world. Uh -huh. And once you, I just get little flashes of things, it's enough to tell me, holy crap, maybe yes. this is this yeah. little, you know, There's little something piece. more going on. Yeah. You go, geez, Louise, yeah. man. And I'm so, with that. Yeah. So my UFO thing was wasn't so much spiritual. I was not abducted in any way or confronted. Damn. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. But the same mountain range that I was looking at, I was the south facing. So we're looking south at the Siskiyou Mountains, which are beautiful at night, no lights. So, and the stars would twinkle and all that. So I'm doing a phoner like you do, Paul. Blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Oh, doing God, a phoner. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the view and a warmly white light appears behind the mountain. And it's a total, it's just a white, solid white light. No, none of this, no flat, fancy hardware or anything. Uh-huh. And it's warbly and it's rising. Now, I've seen every jet pattern for 20 years I lived on top of this oh. mountain. And I saw every every jet tail from uh, LA flights going to Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, some would be angled this way. It was, you know, some other place. But I knew the routes of these jets. Uh -huh. I knew the elevation. I knew the width of the jet trail. And these weren't these weren't suspicious contrails. You weren't seeing the, the you know, there's that whole conspiracy theory about the like I the saw crazy every weird. Every type of craft fly <laughs> over our okay. property. I mean, because okay. every so often those NORAD things, the the whole like watch the coast, attack the coast type flights. <laughs> and those are like enormous vehicles that are way the fuck up. Really? There with this what are these? Are these like AWACS? Are these like, it's, remember the AWACS? Yeah, Was it that kind of thing? It's just like, what's on that beach down there, man? <laughs> you looking at me? <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of things come over, but helicopters are their own beast. They move, they move much slower in the sky, uh -huh. obviously. Uh 
Uh, you uh-huh. know the skies. This is coming over the mountain range at me. So and this isn't a drug runner coming from California. That's going. <laughs> no, because it's in the, it's in the air. Uh-huh. It's, in, it's in the air. It's above, okay. above the mountain range, and it's a warmly white light. Right. And because it's coming at me, it's compressed, so it takes longer. It doesn't look like it's moving very much. Right. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. or very fast, but it is moving. It's simply moving. And I went, huh, look at that warbly white light. I say to myself, behind me in my foyer, it was an entrance to the house. I hear a buzzing. I hear, and I turn around behind me, and and one light in the foyer has dimmed to half. Oh. Oh. And then it it goes back up, and I turn back around, and I see this warbly light. And now the warbly light is closer because it was still moving. And then as soon as I turn back, I hear and the other light in the foyer. I turn the rat and that uh-huh. goes down by half. Uh-huh. And then back up to full. And I turn back around like, what the fuck? It's gone. Really? Ooh. So it was not moving fast enough to have been able to disappear, to disappear. In, this amount of, in this amount of time. But how big was it? Size of a helicopter. And the it lights? wasn't like some huge thing. It never changed. It's the warble like you have a, a lighter in front, like the old spaghetti westerns. It was uh-huh. the heat warble that made it. But it was not moving fast enough to have been able to leave my sight of view right. in that For that time. period of time. And I honestly felt the following. I felt that this probe-ish type thing was out kind of bombing around in, you know, sparsely populated areas. So maybe yeah. it was a little freer to... Wouldn't get shot at it as much. I mean, who knows in my area. Saw a lovely incandescent light, kind of honed in on it, and just was just, I, it, yeah. I felt like it was fucking with me. And uh-huh. then it was like, so you it was felt like, like it was intentional. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, because look, if you have a brownout, all the lights in your house are going out. If you have a blackout, all the lights go out. You don't have parts of your house that go up or down. Uh-huh. They're all connected. All your stuff is connected. Right. Everything's going to go down. This was one individual right. light that Focused. was not on the same circuit Weird. as the one across Weird. the foyer. Yeah. It was one light out of the entire house. It was it was it was dust. So the house, the lights were on in the house. Yeah. What year did this happen? When was this, Bruce? Pre-pandemic, 18, 19. Well, I mean, that. some of these and things the entire can be explained. Time, but, but, but by the way, the entire time you're on with Parade Magazine. That's like, oh, you yeah. know, that's asking <laughs> oh, yeah. you. Well, like, anyway. Hold on a oh, second. Yeah. So, Bruce, oh, on yeah. burn notice, were you? Yeah. Uh, was that oh, like, yeah. It was really hot down in Miami. It was. But, <laughs> oh, we did made it say, work. Did we you say fun. to this fucking guy, I just saw UFO? I just saw you. But did, did, we, may but have, we may have segued into that. I'm like, I'm sure if I seem distracted, I, I might have witnessed a UFO. Because circuits don't work that way. Talk to any electrician. Circuits yeah, well, I'm, so I'm sense. wondering, like, do you think that there's a certain amount of these that can be explained? Um, but then do you think the ones that are left over are, in fact, going to be alien crafts of some kind? I mean, is that your, intu- is that your gut? Is it, are you sort of committed? Well, let's, I, I got yahoos living in my area. <laughs> a lot of these pot, these the drones, pot, yeah. These pot grow guys make fast money. And Sunday morning, I was in the middle of nowhere on my property, and I hear the loudest god awful engine you've heard Sunday morning about nine a.m. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and down at the bottom of my meadow in this draw, this thing takes this floating device takes a right hand turn. This Leonardo da Vinci device 
guy in a chair with the big fan behind him and the parasail. Sure, right. And he is going, uh huh. What the fuck? <laughs> totally. Up the meadow, sure. over the house, probably buzzed my house by 50 feet. Wow. Holy shit. What I the mean, fuck? What, what, what the fuck? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. You um, called 911. Uh, technically an emergency call. But I said, can people do that? Can right. can you do that? Can you buzz people's property? Yeah. And the guy goes, Yeah, as long as it's not over five hundred feet. The <laughs> guy has to stay under five hundred feet. Under five hundred feet. Yeah, because over five hundred, now you're messing with health. Oh, now you're in the federal oh. airspace. Yeah. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. But you're up kidding to me. Five hundred feet, you can be a Yahoo. Holy, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. It was I didn't very know that. I'm gonna bear that yeah. in mind. Okay, so I don't attribute it to a guy like that per se. Right, okay. who can create a crazy right. vehicle because he's got cash to burn? It's that was too sophisticated. If I if that was connected, that would be too sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I go okay. We got military bases, Klamath Falls, yeah. not too far away, air base. Yeah. Um, but I thought I don't know that the Air Force can do probes and shit and warbly shit and make them cloak and go away. I mean, oh, who knows? Uh, oh, I that, mean, that I am aware of. I just had a friend of mine transcribe my grandfather's World War I diary. World War I diary. Wow. World War I, yes. Wow. His father, my grandfather from upstate New York, the Geneseo area, was uh -huh. a pacifist. Uh-huh. And he said, we don't do war. We ain't going to war. Mm -hmm. And yep. my grandfather, his son, said, hey, Pop, how about this? I'll join the ambulance corps, uh-huh, and I'll be saving lives instead of taking yeah. them. How sure, about yeah. that? He goes, all right, go ahead. So he goes over there. The shit that he sees in the ambulance corps pisses him off so much he joins the artillery without <laughs> Oh, is that telling, right? Now wow. telling his dad, he's like, you motherfucker. I'm, so, yeah. I'm killing guys now. <laughs> I'm going I'm yeah. to really pound Holy these guys. Yeah. yeah. So he had his first howitzer shell up on his mantle. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, That's never amazing. said a word. Never talked about any of this. But in his diary, he's walking around these little villages in France all the time at night. And they... They were always, he and a buddy, they always, you know, walked together, heard these shrieks of terror coming from an apartment building. And they're like, what shit, the hell? And they were soldiers. So they went, oh, I guess maybe we should help. You <laughs> know, save somebody. Help, <laughs> yeah. help the Frenchies, you know? Yeah. No, the, in my grandfather's case, help the frogs. we got to help the frogs. Sure, right. <laughs> yep. frogs. Yep. God, he was terrible. He used every bad boot word in the book. So he and his buddy go in, go, go into this apartment thing and, so the woman screams, <laughs> gesticulating. And so they go, huh? Oh, that. And it's a room at the end of the hallway. And they go running toward it, and bullets start to come through the door. Holy shit. Shots uh -huh. through the door. They're uh -huh. like, well, hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening here. That's happening. That's saving anybody. And yeah. I, they may have been armed or whatever. So they, I think, disappeared. Shots ended. Okay, let's let's kick the door. Let's just let's rush it. Let's kick the door. Let's do it. And they do the Cagney and Lacey thing, whatever. Wham, <laughs> door opens into a into a room with no doors and windows, and there's nobody there. What? What? Yeah, that's what that's what he wrote in his thing. And there was no one in there. There was no one in a room that seemed like there was no with bullets you know, coming out of it. Yeah, bullets come out. 
What? So, Super weird. Weird. Does he theorize about what happened, or he's just like? And no other part of his diary is like, is weird like it, this. There's nothing else. You know, took a bunch weird of dead like guys that. in livery today. You know, forty-two <laughs> dead guys today. But this <laughs> oh day was God. like. Weird shit happened today. That's wow. super weird. Wow. That's super spooky. Here's an interesting thing. I read you don't believe in ghosts, though, uh, but, you, but you're willing to admit the existence of some of this other stuff. I don't know. It's oh, weird. I believe there's sort of been like echoes somewhere. I, I don't know. Uh -huh. When you croak, I haven't got that one figured out. I don't think people know when they croak. Um, that's my guess. Uh -huh. I, th I think they kind of go, oh, I think I should have turned left here. Oh. <laughs> right. Now it's you know, like, uh -huh, now where and am then I? They, yeah, now where am I? And it's because yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you hear about the light. I guess I saw the light. Yeah. Got closer. The distant voices. The, I, everyone has a, a yeah. near. Yeah, not story. everyone, but I mean, there are near death stories. Back from death. Yeah, yeah. people have been dead for ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Look, I hope. Um, here's what I hope. I hope that there's an intelligent creator out there that will eventually proved to me that this was all intelligent because I've uh, met plenty of people who are like, who are like, sorry guys, this is biology. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I have met a lot of Kiwis, the most godless people I've ever met in my <laughs> really? entire life. Is that life. right? The Kiwis? Really? Fascinating. I mean, they're not, not, what have they got to be so godless <laughs> heathen? Just, it just didn't, it, it didn't, didn't make get it there. down there. <laughs> there are criminals that went down there, Paul. They're yeah, just, uh, I guess that's true. Well, the, the criminals went to um, Australia. Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. And then the people who just didn't want any of that horse shit went, went to New to Zealand. New Zealand. Uh -huh. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. They're, 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 so they're atheists down there. Yeah. So to them, a lot of guys, like I was, I was talking to a, a camera guy one day and we, we were philosophizing for a little bit and he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one, Bruce. Enjoy it. <laughs> Bruce. It's all biology, though, ain't it? Uh, it's all biology. That as a species, you know, yeah. we go here, these animal species here, we progress, we, you know, empires rise and fall. Yeah. So you think the soul might be real and it might like take on the body, or the soul comes, is born with the body and then goes on to another life afterwards? Like, what? Yeah, reincarnation and stuff like that? I think there's only one, uh, there's only one Stephen, uh, Bruce, and Paul. Uh huh. Okay. And that, that's, that's the amazing, that's the intelligent creation because there's absolutely well, no one like any of us. Like, yeah, like yeah. Not, not even, you can't even, even AI can't. Can't get us. Can't quite. Uh, <laughs> they're always going to have an extra finger with AI. <laughs> um, or, or when they eat a hot dog, it's going to melt into their oh, face. It's so wrong. So wrong. <laughs> so but random. random. But I think you know because even on it, I kind of think that the 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 material world is a guidepost and it gives hints of of what is because even in a material sense, as you say, Paul, we can have transcendent moments even though we haven't yeah. gone anywhere yeah, i see yeah, and I, see. I i have friends that i swear to god have never had a bad day uh, and i have other friends that that are in a living hell uh -huh. and they have made that bed and they woke up in it one day and went how the hell did i wind up in this uh, yeah. bed <laughs> yeah it's the bed that we make it's the mental bed that we make um Bruce Campbell, this has been extraordinary. Paul, yeah. Stephen, thank you thank for you. your time. Thank you. I so hope much we asked you some the questions. Unknown. I hope uh, yes. we asked you some questions you haven't heard before. Um, Did we? No, you didn't. Actually. No, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but I answered them damn differently it. this time. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You've entertained Thanks, yourself. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate the <laughs> philosophical. I think more 
more of our citizens should engage in Indeed. things that we cannot fully understand. I agree. Uh, I do not feel 100% doom and gloom for our Good. our planet because I think while we do horrible things together, we also have done amazing things together. Yeah, so, yes, it's possible. Uh, we got to kind of uh, get past our little tribal systems I and agree. see if we can't get something done. Hopefully there's something good on the other side of that. Yeah. I agree. Thanks, fellas. Be Bruce good. Campbell, thank trouble. you, sir. Thank you, Bruce. See ya. What a pleasure. Thanks, man. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films, hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Original theme music by Luke Topp, with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. Editing and mixing by Jeff Neal. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod.